Oh, man, this is really living. Costco membership that was gifted to us at Christmas time from my pop. That's more of a bridge. Yeah. When people get memberships given to them as a gift, that means you're rich, according to my son. Let's see what the fuss is about. What's up, everybody? If anybody's tuning in after listening to that marathon over an hour long episode, I appreciate you coming back. Uh, I'm going to try my darndest when I know that I've got a lot of information to put out a weekly episode so that episodes don't get to be that long again, so I apologize for that. Um, It's Wednesday, March 10th, Mario Day, so I'm wearing my Mario hat. It's 8.52 in the morning and I'm heading to work. Um, Just wanted to clarify the CDC putting out the guidance about mask mandates and indoor dining. <laughs> There's discrepancies because the media is trying to say, oh, it, it's, it works. Those things work. But if you actually read the report, the reason they say it works is because <laughs> they decided to make a di- anything over five hundredths of a percent. That's right, not half a percent five one-hundredths of a percent. Anything above that change was considered statistically significant. So after a hundred days of mask mandates, they said they saw a 1.8% decrease in cases and deaths, whatever that means. Something to that effect. So, mask mandates saved 1.8% of cases of deaths. So I guess you could say they work. What I want to know is what effect do mask mandates have on people's health? Because no one is doing that work. Um, Which I find to be hilarious because this is going to be one of those examples where years down the road we're going to see lingering effects of people's health issues, mental health, emotional health, physical health because of the lockdowns. I also saw that the USA Today posted an op-ed by epidemiologists who claimed that the CDC misused their data to support strict school closures and mitigation efforts when they, and they said that that's not what they said. They said schools should be open now with little to no measures in place loose restrictions because of the fact that their data shows that children, I think it's fewer children have died from COVID than die from, than, than die from the flu every year. So there's no reason for schools to be closed. And the CDC, to kowtow to the big money donors of the Democratic Party, like the teachers unions, they manipulated what these epidemiologists said and now the epidemiologists are calling out the CDC it's unbelievable if you look at it it's actually quite good because for 
a year, we've been told, trust the science. So everyone has been looking at the CDC with bated breath trying to get permission to have limited freedoms, which is so funny. And now because everybody's looking at the CDC, they're seeing every misstep, every flip-flop, every ridiculous guidance that makes no sense and is basically just a CYA for the CDC. And they're going, wait a minute, this is the science we're supposed to be trusting? It doesn't make any sense. Joe Biden is out there double masking after being fully vaccinated for over a month. You think that that gives people confidence that they should get the vaccine? Or do you think that undermines the efficacy of the vaccine? It's the latter. If people see Joe Biden, and I'm sure he'll say, and his press secretary will say, because he doesn't talk to the American people anymore, it's because he's trying to set an example. Well, the example you're setting is that we will never be able to go without masks. And when people say that, they go, why am I going to get a vaccine if I can't go back to normal? It's so funny because when you make your decisions based on signaling rather than a consistent set of core beliefs, it ends up backfiring. And that's what we're seeing now. That's why the CDC had to put out that guidance saying, oh, if you get vaccinated, you can get together with other vaccinated people. And you can have other people who aren't vaccinated in your home as long as they're low risk. No mask, no distancing. But then they say, but you should avoid medium-sized crowds without defining what a medium-sized crowd is. If you can't give it to someone in your house, in closed quarters, without a mask on, no social distancing, then why should you have to avoid a large crowd, most likely outside, when you are when you are spaced out? And when most of those people are, are wearing masks? It's such nonsense. I'm not going to get this COVID vaccine, but if I was the marketing person for this vaccine, I would say, what are you doing? What the messaging should be is, you may get it again, but the risk is so low, it doesn't, it's, 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 it's insignificant. That way you cover your butt, you say, it is possible, but it's so statistically insignificant, we're not even going to really, you know, it's not really worth the risk or worth a... Uh, the cost of, of keeping restrictions in place. That's what you should be saying. Like you said at the beginning, when we have a vaccine, we can go back to normal. Now they realize, wait a minute, we like this power we've taken for ourselves. We like the fact that every, everyone is hanging on every word that we say, hoping for a kernel of freedom. So we're going to keep this. Because if they had said, everyone get vaccinated, because as soon as you're vaccinated, you can burn all your masks and resume normal life as usual. People will be lining up for this vaccine more so than they already are. They get 69% now saying that they're going to get the vaccine. I, I honestly believe it's less than that because I think people are afraid when they take these polls to say that they're not going to get it. A lot of these polls uh, are suppression polls, just like with the election that they're geared in such a way where they want a positive result, they want a positive answer, um, because they don't want the backlash of saying, no, I'm not going to get this vaccine. But even if that's true, I'm sorry, 
<laughs> that's not enough for Dr. Fauci's herd immunity. It's enough for science's herd immunity based on everything we know about viruses. But I know herd immunities are, that's dirty words now. I can't say that. That would be, if you wanted people to get vaccinated, that's what you would say. You would say, you can go right back to normal. I know Rand Paul, he put out a statement saying, based on the CDC's latest guidance, everyone who's been vaccinated should walk as free people. Get rid of your masks. But now they're trying to say, you got to show proof of your vaccination and all that stuff. That's nonsense. Because if you're concerned about getting the vaccine, uh, of getting the virus, stay home. I shouldn't have to tell you that I've been vaccinated or not. That's my personal business. It's a violation of privacy. It's a violation of our HIPAA laws. I shouldn't have to tell you anything about my health situation. That is my personal business. And the fact that people are so willing to hand over more freedoms in order to get perceived freedom, think about that. Think about the fact that they say, if you give us some of your freedom, that we'll allow you to have some freedom. It's not how it works. Freedom that is given to you is not freedom. Freedom that is permitted means you're still under the control of another entity. It's perceived freedom. I don't want perceived freedom. I want real freedom. I want the freedom to choose whether I get this vaccine or not. I want the freedom to choose whether I wear a mask or not. I want the freedom to live my life without the government telling me or a private business telling me that I'm endangering the lives of other people just by living my life. Also, I just wanted to point out that the fact that they're hedging their bets and saying they're not giving you total freedom once you get vaccinated, it's proof that it's never been about the virus never been about a vaccine because if it was about a virus then as soon as you got the vaccine you'd be allowed to go back to normal that's the truth what's up everybody it's thursday march 11th 8:29 a.m i'm wearing short sleeves because it's supposed to be very warm today and i'm very excited about that only have one show today three o'clock so i'll be door dashing grub hubbing uber eating um, for the first half of the day. I have to be there about 45 minutes early for a sectional rehearsal to clean something up. And uh, the big announcement for me is thanks to the Lord providing, we uh, I made my final payment on our last... I have milk in my beard. <laughs> I had cereal this morning. And when you have a beard, you don't realize that you dribble milk on it. That's hilarious. Anyway, um, sorry. I paid our final credit card payment on the debt that we have had this morning. Which is great for many reasons, obviously. Um, I want to thank my future self for having to pay the tax obligation for such a thing. Um, as our country continues to go more and more into debt. But in the meantime, rather than just spending that money frivolously, we made a concerted effort to pay down our 
credit card debt with every dollar we received, um, which we did, thankfully, and decided to use some of our savings account in anticipation of the next stimulus payment that we're going to get so that we can pay it off now, which will then hopefully help us refinance our mortgage. And we are now debt-free, which is... I don't feel any different. (laughs) I'm sure every month that we're able to actually save money rather than lose it, I'll feel differently. But um, it's pretty miraculous. Thankfully, I had two real estate transactions last year uh, unexpected real estate transaction this year, which basically more than cut our debt in half. And then um, with Grubhub, DoorDash, all the stuff that I've been doing, we've been able to chip away. And then today we decided to pull the trigger and pay off the last chunk. So, yeah, I'm excited, man. Uh, it's going to open up a lot of possibilities for us in terms of saving and planning and that kind of thing. So, Just wanted to celebrate that. I'll see you later. Good morning, everybody. It's Saturday, March 13th. And one year ago today, we were performing a... I don't know if my microphone is sounding weird. Hopefully not. Uh, We opened Queen Esther and closed Queen Esther. Joe Biden spoke the other night and he promised things that are actually uh, low bars. As I said before, every person who is willing to get the vaccine will at least have enough for one dose by April 27th.
saying people aren't getting sick from a virus. I'm not saying people aren't dying as they do all the time. But what I'm saying is, is the pandemic is over for all intents and purposes. The trouble is, is that Joe Biden wrote this pandemic to the White House. It couldn't have come at a better time for him because he didn't have to campaign, which meant you didn't have to see him mumble and fumble and stumble over his words. You didn't have to witness the cognitive decline every single day on the news because he would call in late at 9 o'clock in the morning. He also was planning on using this pandemic to show his incredible policies bringing back an epic recovery and crushing the virus, as he said. The funny thing is, is that the virus started to decline before he took office and the recovery economically started before he took office. So the only thing that can happen now for him is he can stagnate the progress. That's his only... It's the only thing he can really do. And he knows this. And the people around him who are pulling the strings know this. So their goal is to... We need to drag this pandemic out as long as we can. Because we need him to look like the savior pandemic goes away too quickly, then he can't take credit for it. And what's interesting is that some mainstream media outlets are starting to call out the Biden administration for taking credit for things that the Trump administration did. They're not idiots. They may be useful idiots, but they're not idiots idiots. And uh, I just found that to be very interesting because it was like a flip, a switch flipped. Biden comes out and basically holds the country hostage with his verbiage, trying to sound all compassionate and whatnot, but is so out of touch with what's actually actually happening in people's real lives that everybody's like, what? (laughs) I can maybe have family over on the 4th of July? You just said that every person will be vaccinated by May 31st. Why is there a six-week gap there? Why, if the vaccine works so well, why can't we have large groups as soon as everyone's vaccinated? Hmm? think about that? It's so stupid. So I think it's funny. I think it, I think um, something that I heard somebody say and it, it proved, it's proven to be completely true is that Trump red-pilled conservatives and now Biden is red-pilling liberals. Not leftists. Leftists are totalitarian. Leftists believe in a big state. They believe that, that the rights are given to you by the state, not by God. They believe in central planning. They believe in uh, top-down control. Liberals, classical liberals, believe in free speech. They believe in individual rights. They believe in civil rights. They believe in uh, civil liberties. All those things. And they are starting to wake up. Because the things that they've championed for so long, in opposition to what they call conservatives are being taken away from them as well. And it's really... It's a really interesting time to be alive, I will say that. There are so many people starting to speak out that I never thought I would agree with in the media. Um, People who are described themselves as liberal, but they are starting to see the danger of what's going on in our country and in our world. They're starting to speak up, and they're starting to be attacked as a result. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. 
so I'm hoping that those of us who love this country, what it was founded on, who are not ready to erase our history because of the, the questionable actions of people that were done in a time when they were not considered questionable, hopefully we can unite against the totalitarian left and put an end to this nonsense. Happy Monday, everybody. It's Monday, March 15th, 2.06 p.m. I'm out there driving. Um, had dinner with friends last night, which was great. Uh, we're trying to do that more often, like every other Sunday. Having dinner with families. Um, so that was fun. Uh, I'm trying to think what else is happening. Um, we just saw news report that Governor Wolf, which applies to Pennsylvania, effective April 4th, is going to be increasing indoor retail, etc. to 75% and, and restaurants to 75%, theaters to 75%, which would affect sight and sound, so that's exciting. Um, also, indoor events, which is like, I never know what that means, because it says malls can have 75% capacity, indoor events 25% capacity, so it's always weird how they do that, I guess like um, indoor, like basketball games, flyers, hockey, that kind of thing, and then outdoor events 50%, so I'm guessing that means, unless Philadelphia has other restrictions, which So, um, 
yeah, things are going well on the financial front, and uh, going in to do shows, I don't really have much to talk about, I mean, there's tons of news, but you've heard my opinions on all of it, so it's not worth hashing it over and over again, um, always looking to take on a real estate deal here and there, this is the acting realtor, uh, so, well, for now, it's called Acting Realtor. I just haven't felt the need to change it. I'm sure we'll look back on this time and be like, wow, he was really, he really lost his mind there for a year. <laughs> um, but uh, things are looking up in our uh, personal situation as cases continue to plummet. And the uh, state of Pennsylvania is opening up more and more coming weeks, so lots to be optimistic about, even as the world goes to hell in a handbasket under the current administration. What's up, everybody? Someone just cut me off. That was fun. It is Friday, March 19th, 2.20 p.m., and it's beautiful outside. Been dry. I took the day off from Sight and Sound because my son's play is tonight, but that means I've been driving all day, and I'm grateful for that extra income, and uh, at 3.30 today, we're signing our mortgage documents, we'll be able to refinance, it's about a six month long process from the first person we contacted at a different mortgage company, and then getting furloughed in December unexpectedly, then having to prove all my income and blah, blah, and today is the day. So I think that our mortgage payment is going down by $224 a month, which is awesome. Absolutely awesome. Um, so it's a good day are looking up, and uh, I don't really have much to talk about, this is kind of like a settling in kind of week, it seems like, and I feel like people are starting to have the itch to go back to normal, which is helpful when the average person is tired, because there's always going to be the people like on my end of the spectrum that are more liberty-focused. Um, oh, which reminds me, I have to I'm plug something. Uh, but I'll put a pin in that. Um, and then you have the people who are super, super obedient, is the word I'll use. Uh, paranoid, scared, perfectly willing to hand over their freedoms. Then you have the average people and the average person, and I, I'm i actually more of an average person than I let on. I kind of have a little bit of bravado when it comes to liberty because I'm not the kind of person that's going to go into a place without my mask just to stir up trouble. Um, that's not my personality. Um, but the average person is kind of going along to get along. And even that stop, that type of person is starting to say, all right, now this is getting ridiculous. We have the vaccine. 
I've gotten a vaccine. Why am I still wearing a mask? Why am I still changing the way I live my life? What's the point of all this? So, I think, based on the, the continued decline of cases, the fact that you have states that have removed their mask mandates and cases have continued to drop, you have states that have not had any restrictions whatsoever for the last uh, six or seven months, and they've followed the same trajectory of lockdown states. I think people are starting to see things, and it's causing cognitive dissonance because CNN put out an article basically saying, yeah, Florida's doing pretty well. And the, the backlash they received from the radical leftists that are on Twitter is hilarious because it proves that all they've done is listen to the fear-mongering of the media. They haven't actually looked at what's going on in Florida. They're not even looking at the data in the article. They're looking at the headline and saying, I've been told for the last year that Florida wants all their residents to die and their governor's an idiot. Now you're saying, after that entire year of propaganda, that they did a good job? And they can't handle that cognitive dissonance, and it comes out in a vitriolic response. And it's just proof positive of the culture that we're in, where people don't like being told that they're being propagandized. They don't like when you bring facts and data. That's why those things are now considered white supremacist or whatever. I don't know if you can hear that, but Alexa thinks I'm talking to her, but I'm not. Um, which uh, brings me to being a parent in these days. Uh, a friend of mine pointed out there's a there's a book series called The Tuttle Twins that I've been very interested in uh, getting. It's for young young kids, ages five to eleven. They also have young adult uh, books, and uh, they had they had a uncancel culture sale where their entire library of books it's like 11 books and a 120 page uh, PDF with rebuttals so basically this, the Tuttle Twins are books that teach kids about um, being a champion of liberty um, they teach kids basically what our country's foundational principles are um, in terms of liberty freedoms and um, so I, I splurged. I don't think the deal's still going on. They do have deals on their website. If you go to TuttleTwins.com, they are not sponsoring this podcast. But they can if they want. Uh, 77 bucks I paid for 11 books, 11 children's books. And it also three toddler books, which I'll probably gift to somebody. Because I don't have toddlers. And then there's worksheets and study guides for parents to go along with their kids to teach them what they're not learning in the public education system. Um... It's very, if you think about it, government-funded and run schools are not going to teach kids about limited government. They're just not. So if I want to raise my children to have a view that is more in line with the Constitution, states' rights, individual liberty, personal accountability, those types of things, then I need to be proactive, and that's what I'm doing. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Acting Realtor Podcast. If you like what you heard, I encourage you to subscribe. You can also leave us a rating or review. That will move us up the chart so other people can find out about the show. I also encourage you to check out actingrealtor.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well.